Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Keith Oaks. Well, 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 welcome back to Second Shot. Too bad our buddy Chad Prather's not with us, but this is Heath Oaks, your host, and we got our special guest again coming back to see us, Mr. Robert Halbert. What's going on, Robert? What's happening? And producer Zach. Hey. And producer Kristen is still out with the baby. She's using this whole had a baby thing as yeah. a really massive, like, not work stuff. You <laughs> know what I mean? didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I, I can say that because I have a two-week... Not even a two-week. I have a nine, ten-day-old myself, so I fully understand. Do you want to do a podcast on parenting today because of that? Well, the <laughs> the problem is is I would not be giving good, solid advice on that one. I'm going to have to look to somebody else on that one because I'm not going to be your most well-first. Because I'm, I'm still in that whole sleep right, deprivation phase. How long Congratulations, been, uh, by the way. 13 days or how far along are uh, May 29th. May 29th. Quite a birthday. That's yeah, yes. a good one. Yeah, yeah. We'll May. say 15, 16, 17 days maybe? Yeah, yeah. So all the people that told me, oh, wait till you have a baby. You're, you know, you're going to get sleep deprived, all these issues. Well, well, here's the thing. I'm kind of a high-strung person already. You're joking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so I've never really used and went on a whole lot of the sleep type thing anyway so i was thinking all the people who said that were people that were kind of more lazy that didn't go it ain't gonna bother me let me tell you something i will be the first one to admit there is a next level of sleep deprivation when you have a little one because the problem is 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 when you were sleeping you really weren't sleeping because all i kept doing was wanting to check to make sure she's still breathing yeah i'm like they let me come home with this little baby and then she's in the crib like she's quiet i'm like looking i got my ear like to her stomach like hearing is she breathing yeah and i can't sleep because i'm thinking oh my god is something wrong with her is there something this is it's just it's a completely different type of world it only it only gets worse but you you tried Mm. to set tell me i've tried to be honest with you the whole time is there any good way to lay that out to an expecting parent is it there's no good way to let they're not gonna they're not going to know no, like no, no. until they actually experience it. Well, you'll it. be like me and say, that ain't going to be hey, me. Hey, only yeah. thing I could tell you to do is read his book, Ignorance on Fire. You yeah. know, it's, it's Parenting is ignorance on fire at its best, I think, a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, I can respect that. How's, uh, how's things going with, uh, with, with Jenny? Is she doing all right? She's doing great, man. Yeah. She's killing it. I love the woman even more watching her as a mom. She's just oh, phenomenal. That yeah. woman is able to... She, she's able to stay strong whenever I'd, I'd barrel over in a heartbeat, I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, Robert, how was your trip this weekend? You went to Asheville. You got a sales trip. You won to Asheville. So how was that? What? Asheville was it was a really cool place. Yeah. It was really neat. I didn't know if we'd like it or not, but it was in the United States. And so we went, and uh, we had a really good time. The funny thing was is you know how I am. I get a little bit free-spirited at times. And so the first thing that happened was is we got to the airport in Dallas, and I said, hey, let's change our flight so we don't have to fly into Asheville. We'll just rent a car. We'll drive into Asheville. So we did that. That was an interesting process. And then the next thing, when, when we got ready to leave, we woke up. And Asheville, North Carolina from Texas is a long ways away. Okay, it's North Carolina. I was trying to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, Asheville, All North right. Carolina. Yeah, yeah wow. I'm sorry. I didn't clarify that. So we woke up the morning we were supposed to leave to go to the airport, and I looked at my wife and I said, Hey, babe, what do you think about just taking this car and driving all the way back? Really? And I figured she'd say, no, you know, we need to get back. She said, hey, I think that's a great idea. So uh, I called the rental car company and probably paid five times more than I would have had to pay. And I said, to hell with it. We're going. We're going to drive all the way back. Road trip. We, we had right. a blast. Yeah, yeah, just two days. And Heath, I called Heath at, at one point. And he goes, why in the hell did you do that? <laughs> I said, dude, it's the greatest thing ever. I get, you yeah. know, two more days with my wife. And the kids are, are safe. And. Go out and chill and have a good time. It's do probably, what we want. Probably some good scenery out that way. Huh? Oh, Tennessee yeah, is, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've ever driven through there. 
So uh, I got I got us a good headline this week. I think this can strike a chord with many people. Yes. Headline: What do I do if I hate my boss? This writer had a deal sent in that said, "Hey, I hate my I hate my boss. Everything else about my job is great. I love my colleagues and I love the work I'm doing, but I dread having to interact with my boss. He's a poor manager, not very talented. Is there anything I can do?" And she wrote back and said, "Yes." There's something you can do. Suck it up. This person sounds like our kind of people. For Don't sure. You? For sure. Suck yeah. it up. Bad bosses exist everywhere. It's not easy to be the boss. And why you hate them is up for grabs. Because are they demanding, holding you accountable, frustrated? Is your work poorly? She kind of goes into just here's how you adjust uh, to it. One was acknowledge that no matter how much you complain, he's probably not going to change. Two, try to emphasize instead of judging. Three, anticipate what he needs to alleviate some pressure. Four, strategically manage up. Um, and then ends it up with, but a bad boss can be a gift. Throughout a lifetime, you'll come across difficult people to work with on all levels. Bosses, peers, subordinates, clients. Your goal will always be the same. Find the ways to manage around them. When I saw this, it hit hard with a good thing that one of my mentors that in my book, Ignorance on Fire, taught me. No matter what you ever do, succeed in spite of your management. He goes, the good ones, the great ones, the ones that are really worth it will always succeed in spite of their management. They will never let that stop them. What are your thoughts? You know, I couldn't agree more. And I think a lot of times when you look at those situations, just like the lady said at the beginning, the first first reply you heard was, hey, look at yourself first. Mm -hmm. Are you doing everything you can possibly do day in and day out, whether it's work, home, wherever? to be the best you can be in those in, in, in those environments. Be the cream, rise to the top. Do Don't let any, somebody else slow you down. Do you from, have any stories yeah. of some really horrible people you worked for in the past? I've worked for myself before in the past. <laughs> <laughs> and we can laugh about that all we want, but you know, we've all made transitions in our life and I, I can honestly say, you know, yeah. I look back at some of the things and the way I was when I first became a, a boss, not a leader, it can be interesting. Self-awareness in those situations is always great on both ends for sure. And I think it always goes back to, it. it it's kind of when you listen to that and you talk about it, you go, look, that boss can control you or not okay if you let it be how that person needs to change over and over you're never going to get anywhere you're not going to make it and and if you want to sit there and have the pity party to just talk about well that my boss stopping on my boss stopping me that's because you want to feel sorry for yourself every day that's correct go pity party crying the corner to yourself because suck it up i love that part how many times have we seen in in the last five years people come you know maybe come out of a of a group with with a little bit of bad leadership that ended up being great at what they did Mm -hmm. and they just did what they were supposed to do kept their nose to the grind and 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 did everything right day in and day out and look where they're at today you know so are you gonna it's just like anything else are you gonna allow something from the outside to 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 affect your career you know in a a well because here's what i can guarantee you this if you do right and you don't let that negative boss get – if you're sitting in a situation right now and your boss sucks really bad, horrible, right? You have horrible leadership. You have no guidance. Let me tell you something. The number one best thing you can do for yourself is start making it a game. Make it fun. Go, how can I make my boss see the best person in me? How can I be better? How can I grow personally? Because here's the thing. If you're saying I'm not going to do that because my boss sucks, all you're doing is hurting yourself. You're not right. hurting your boss that much, okay? You're hurting yourself. I can guarantee you this. If you go out and strive to do more, be better, in spite of your boss, let's just say he never or she never gives you the opportunity to grow, some company will and they will pay you. Absolutely. They're going to notice. I always say the greatest thing about what somebody will do 
is if you if you if you put your nose down and do what you're supposed to do, eventually somebody's going to notice. The what about if you're just bitching and gropping every day though about your bad well, boss? You're probably wasting time. That's costing you money and you know the ability to grow. By How many people you think will come calling on your door if you're a bitcher and gropper? Not many. Not many. Or it kind of goes back to that thing we talked about when I talked about the principle, right? Yeah. How that that well, it's the principle. The principle <laughs> is my boss sucks, so I'm going to be. I'm going to be a sorry person, too, because it's the principle. Well, you know that principle is only hurting yourself. Correct, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that principle is going to drive you to being broke. I couldn't disagree with you anymore. You I, know, you, you can either make it, dis- you know, I, 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 I had this conversation with my wife last night because I, I kind of had, I was kind of at my wits end last night and, and needed some, some downtime. And I said simply this, I hate it when people will call me and really bitch about their jobs, right? Or, or and their issues where they're at and all that. You got to stop talking about it being bad because that's part of the issue, you know? And here's what they always go to is, well, not all of us are as lucky as you to just have the perfect job that you have, okay? Well, you me explain something to you. Why do you think I have a perfect job? Because I don't bitch about it to you right. every day. Right. That's why. Do, do I have issues and problems? Absolutely. I got people's livelihoods that got to feed their families depending on me giving them the system's ability to sell and make a living. You don't think the burden of somebody being able to feed their kids and family and keep a roof over their head will wear on you? It, it will. will. For sure. But you know what I do? I make a choice. My choice is to only see the positive and only see the optimistic side of everything that we do because I choose to be a happy the person. The more you talk in yourself and tell yourself something's bad or good, guess what? the more bad and worse it's going to get because you're going to believe it. You're going to keep believing it. You but know? The, the negative people don't realize that because we talk about how great it is and that's what we focus on and in your relationships at home. For sure. If you want to go out and grope about your wife or your husband every day to people, you're not going to see the positives. Right. Here's something that I'm going to give everybody a tip to walk away with is my wife and I decided to do a deal every morning we have a little board. It's the Grateful and Goals board. Every morning before we leave the house, I have to write what I'm grateful for for the day and what goal I want to accomplish for the day. My wife does the same thing. Starting your day off with a gratitude type of personality will help you start seeing, write down the things that you love about what you do and how it is and repeat those things. Get the negativity out of your mind. Amen. I'm telling you now. All right, we're going to come back here in a minute because I think that one kind of got us a little fired up right off the bat. I think everybody likes to talk about the, the why do I hate my boss. So, We'll be right back for the second segment of Second Shot coming back in a minute. hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Hey, everybody, it's Chad here. And if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week. And there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. All right, so sometimes our off, uh, off microphone talks get very interesting and pretty funny. We, we, Robert and I are both standing up as we're doing this podcast, and one of the, uh, 
um, had people here at the agency come walking in going, I got to get a picture of this, y'all standing up. I like it. It gets my blood flowing. It, it probably my- has nothing to do with the fact that they can probably hear us out there. It sounds like we're yelling and screaming. Yeah. I, I think it works, I'm telling you. They say in radio, if you smile when you speak, you can hear it on the mic, which sounds silly, but it's true. The way you act and the way you move when you're when you're doing radio, it actually comes across. I, I really Well, no, it does. We, we talk about it in sales all the time, making yeah. cold calls. We're staring at yourself. I know we got to move on to the next thing, but but one thing we were talking about, and I wanted to bring this up on the air. I When you brought up this topic, what do you do when you hate your boss kind of thing? I figured, okay, well, he's a millennial. Uh, you're a boss. Uh, we're coming from very, very different positions, but we're the same generation. I think millennials are very... We're Robert's very, actually a millennial. Oh, Robert, you're a millennial as well. Like if it was 1982, yeah. I was born in December of 1982. <laughs> <laughs> just, just barely scooted over the line. We, we, we have this tendency to want to analyze like our, our uh, the system around us and try to change it. And a lot of times that leads to us having animosity towards our bosses. So I figured, okay, Heath and I will probably have a difference of opinion on this. No, you're totally spot on. I, I wholeheartedly agree. you got to see the forest for the trees. Don't get caught up in your one boss. Look at the bigger picture. Look at yourself as a professional. Grow your resume. Learn new things. Develop develop skills. And like try to try to grow bigger. And, and either you'll grow bigger in your company or you'll find another one. Yeah, but Zach, you would be the outlier as well with most millennials in that thought process. But I, most I think millen- you're right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Most millennials will say that's holding them back because they're entitled to get those things. So I, right. I, have, I think that... I think that you would be an outlier yourself. Oh, gosh, in, maybe in that you're arena. right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, but that was good. I'm was glad good. you brought yeah, that up. Because sure. that, that is funny that you're thinking, okay, I bet you were, this well, is Well, yeah. Be I was like, we're in two different positions professionally. We'll have a difference of opinion here. No, we totally agree. I, I don't believe well, it. Again, because that, that is the difference <laughs> between a boss and leader. Yeah. A boss is somebody who is referred to as a boss because n- nobody really respects him. A leader is somebody right. who has that mentality of, I'm taking responsibility for the bad things, no matter what, and doing those things. And that's what real leadership does. Sage advice. What you got for us, Robert? All right. So I have uh, a little, this is pretty neat. This is going to kind of tie into some personal things for a lot of folks out there. All right. And also in business too. But it says a former Google engineer uses the same five-minute practice to diffuse tension at home and at work. Now, now this now, was a guy who created emotional intelligence courses. And correct. Stuff. So, yeah, he's the author of... I love know, EQ. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, this, it's this really guy cool. knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a pretty smart guy. He's, he's way smarter than we are. No Let's put it that lie. way. <laughs> but uh, it says in here, you know, whenever I, f- I have a fight with my wife or a coworker, I go to another room and calm down. And after a few minutes of calming down, I do this exercise in stealth. I visualize the other person in the next room. I remind myself that this person is just like me, wants to be free from suffering just like me, wants to be happy just like me, and so on. And then I wish that person wellness, happiness, freedom, from suffering and so on after just a few minutes of doing this i feel much better about myself about the other person and about the whole situation a large part of my anger dissipates immediately tell your story on dealing with all that like who who, who are you like dealing with that like is that something you were always good at no no not at all have Um, you had had a practice like that you know how i had practice it was kind of out of fear uh, when my wife and I first got together, um, you know, she, if you, you know, Amy pretty mm-hmm. well, and you, you have to know that, believe it or not, she's very quiet, but when she has something to say or she's passionate or serious about something, it's, it's over. <laughs> and, and generally I'm wrong. So I figured out yeah. just shut the hell up and like go outside and, and, and get away for a minute. And a lot of times, even with, you know, you and I at work, you know, we talked about it with Zach earlier, we'll MF each other and want to punch each other in the face. And then we go, Hey, this ain't going anywhere. Let's just get off the phone. You know, and 15 minutes later, one of us will jump up and go, Hey, 
yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, and, and, and so on. But a lot of it to me is it works everywhere. And it's again, being self-aware, understanding the psychological, you know, whether I do it in, in a way of I'm wishing someone wellness or anything like that, probably not. Yeah, but you're not, you're day, not you having gotta, that sweet kumbaya talk to yourself. You do kind of have either. to swing mentally into looking at if I, if I, if you and I are having a, a conversation and I disagree or we don't agree, not only do I need to calm down, but secondly, why are you thinking that way? Mm-hmm. In my opinion, why are you feeling that way? Yeah. Because you, I'm not going to get through to you if we keep going back and yep. forth the way we're going back and forth. Have any of you ever been in those conversations, and I know you have, that you're getting into kind of a heated argument with somebody at work or personally, a spouse or, or just friend, and, and, and have you walked going, I just can't understand how they see, how they think that. Like, of course. Like y'all both look at that wall that is, that is purple, and one of you think it's yellow, and one of you think it's red, and you go away going... How in God's green earth can they see that? Have you ever thought that? Of course. You want me explain to you why? Sure. Once I learned this, it helped me control it and understand how and what it is. Again, I'm a brain science nerd. I like the brain science stuff, okay? Hmm. So there's two parts of your there, – there's, well, there's obviously more than two parts of your brain, but I'm going to talk about these two because of this situation. You may only have two parts yeah, of your brain. Yeah, no lie. <laughs> exactly. There is uh, – the largest part of your brain is called the elephant, okay? And it's in the back of your brain. The elephant part of your brain, it's the most massive part of your brain. The elephant is habits. When you wake up out of bed and you like know to just roll over and put your feet on the ground and you know to walk in the bathroom to go to the bathroom and take a shower and brush your teeth, that's that part of the brain doing that. That's habit. Like getting in your car, knowing how to put it in reverse, moving sure. your limbs. That's elephant part of your brain. That's habits. That's how habits are. So why is so? Whenever you thought about why habits are hard to break or create, it is because of how big the brain is. Yeah. It's the most of it. So it's habits are something habitual going right. The smallest part of your brain is at the front of your forehead, and it's called the prefrontal cortex. This is your learner brain. So the smallest part of your brain is the learning part of your brain. <laughs> the largest part of your brain is the habits thing. So it's right? basically like. The front part of your brain is the opening where the small stuff can get in. The backside is the yes. storage, yeah. basically. And, and, but it's a very small... So how do you open that front side up, right? It's a very right? small, tiny dot, though. Exactly. It's very small, right? Mm. Here's what's funny. Anytime you get emotional or mad, your prefrontal cortex shuts down. It cannot learn. So it is impossible to learn when you're mad or emotional. Mm. Your prefrontal cortex shuts down. So when you go back to thinking of those times you've had those conversations, that's why. Because you've gotten mad, they're mad, y'all both can't learn anything. So when I learned that now, when I start getting to argument of any which way, or I know I'm getting heated, I realize in my head, I can't learn right now. So I can never see the other point of view to try to figure out how this can work. So I need to go walk away and calm down. And that's a, that's a habit that Robert and I have created that no matter how, when we get emotional and things, or we get any of that, that we, we realize now because of knowing that. And I hope that because you know this now, that you literally can, it is physically impossible to learn when you're mad. Huh. So, step away. Yeah, step away. Yeah. I mean, and again, I look at it the same way he does, but at the end of the day, understand who you're talking to. Understand the whole situation because you never know. If, if I'm having an argument with you, Zach, and, or we, we're having a disagreement, and I don't know where you're coming from for your, you know, what your mind's going through, what your day, you know, to sit there and keep beating a dead horse. All you're doing is closing that, that, that front side Heath was talking about even smaller and smaller where you're not going to, you're not going to retain anything and, and, and come up with any resolution. Right. Nothing will change. You won't learn it. And I, and I challenge every married couple, if you're a husband or a wife, if you, if you're getting into a situation where you're going back and forth about something or going back and forth about a situation and you can't agree on it, one of you be grown enough away. to just walk away for 15 minutes and right before you walk back in the door and bring it back up, go. 
is this even worth talking about? And a lot of times you're going to go, that's the stupidest damn thing we've ever, we've ever talked about. I don't even know why we're talking about it. But most people, even at work, they want to blow off the handle. They want to blow off the hinges instead of just going, hey, let's be a little bit rational. Sure. They can't swallow then, that pride. Exactly. You know. I'm, my, my habit is simple. What I do is if, if any times I'm getting into something where I'm starting to get mad with my wife, I just go, I got to get away. And I, I walk out and, and, and after about five, ten minutes or so, um, then I start to go, okay, it's my fault. Where, where, where is where where is uh, it's my fault what can you've done better what to make what the can i better? make this better because after i've calmed down after 10 minutes then i can i can admit that it was my fault i can't admit that it was my no, fault in 10 never. minutes okay um but then whenever i go back in and, and approach my wife i always go where i was wrong mm-hmm. and then it's amazing how she she's her, her and I fall in the same suit and we move on and we don't have the issue because I did realize where I was wrong but I had to calm down I do I, you know even in work but I do realize I, I think a lot of times with your personal relationships that you have you know a lot of you hear it all the time that I think there's like an 85% fail rate in relationships and you know I've been through a failed relationship we all have but at the end of the day that's probably one of the most important things that I have kind of learned on accident a lot of it you know yep, yep. Um, to just sometimes step back yeah let the situation soak in and then decide if it's if that, that important to keep. And why don't you let and, and make sure you know, guys or gals, y'all let the other person step back. I know people that have been in relationships oh, yeah. that wouldn't let the other person step back. I'm there bad was, about that sometimes, yeah, too. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. But, but understand, they've got to, you know. Um, but uh, I, I hope I hope this will help out a little bit. We're going to wrap this second up, the second shot, uh, second segment of second shot up, and we're going to the third segment right now. All right. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCN. All right, so here comes some fun. So if y'all have <laughs> been a, a podcast listener, you know that we back whenever we were at the uh, Dallas, what was Dallas it? Dallas Startup Week. The Dallas Startup Week. We did a podcast there, and Topo Chico had a big deal there. And so Chad predicted that and thought, I'm going to do this Topo Chico and try it on air. And so um, and I'm not a big fan of it, but... I come in this morning, Zach has a Topo Chico out. I um, mean, obviously, there's some big followers of lovers of Topo Chico. So <laughs> Is it like we, a cult or what? Yeah, I think so. Right, okay. And All so right. we had to get Robert a Topo Chico. And I want to hear him gulp, gulp this on air and try his first drink of Topo Chico. Yeah, please Chico. do. For those who don't know, Topo Chico is a, a Mexican <laughs> mineral water. Yeah, bottled in Mexico and shipped over Bottled in Mexico. Yes. Robert, go ahead. Take okay. your big I'm gulp. Gonna, I'll have one, too. <laughs> Oddly enough... It's not as horrible right. as most water with gas as the Europeans seen gas, say. Seen gas. It's not. It, it kind of gives you a tingling sensation on your tongue, maybe. <laughs> I don't really know. I mean, I honestly don't know that I would walk in the store and buy a Topo Chico, but right. it wasn't near as bad as I thought it was going to be. See, that's where I'm at. My The office manager. You're a closet Topo Chico guy. So huh? she, she'll order it by the case and put it in the fridge next to the bottle of water. So every once in a while, I'm like, you know what, why not? Have I ever bought one in a store? Absolutely not. So you're the guy who <laughs> drinks everybody's... Would you drink her last yes. Topo Chico? Yes. Yeah, I'm drinks. that guy. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. Gotcha. I'll steal creamers. I'll steal waters. I'll have one yes. more sip of this, actually. I think okay, I one that more gold. I'm that guy, yeah. 
Topo Chico, if you're listening, we're we would like to look at you as for a sponsor of this yeah. podcast. Happy to throw you. And if you ever see topo. me in person, you're gonna realize that you really need me to be a. a, a <laughs> never mind, it's a long story. <laughs> and so, hey, go leave a rating for us wherever you listen to your iTunes stuff. Please, or iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to podcasts, go leave us a rating, leave us a review. And another thing that we ask is, guys, share this, please, share it. I'd love to see more people sharing the episodes on their Facebook, on their Twitter. Tag Chad in it. Tag myself in it. Um, share it on your, your Twitter, your Instagram. Um, help us, you know, tell more people about it. Go leave us the ratings and reviews. We've kind of started out with some of them. And, and, and you can be brutally honest, even, because I'm really absolutely. not a part of it. So it would be great. I Second Shot would not be the show it is without each and every listener we've got. And we want to hear from you. We want you to be a part of the show. So, yeah, get involved. Email us. Leave a rating. Comment. Subscribe. Share. Uh, oh, yeah. Tell, tell us somebody. you hate it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We're happy to hear Tell it. somebody about it. I want to I want to challenge you to tell somebody. Next week, you'll start seeing some. Hey, next I got week, we'll start with a new episode. And I'm kind of out of my line. I'm, it's kind of out of my All way right, to say come that. Come on. Shoot. I challenge somebody to put a story, a new story on your uh, on your review or on your you know on your yeah. to, to email back to you guys and you can kind of like hey Heath you know here's a challenge for you spin this one yeah. you know if yeah, it yeah, falls in, and it may be something you know maybe I'd you do could, that yeah send it to, to see that, uh, yeah second shot cast at gmail.com send a headline and how you would spin it to us who knows we may use it on air and may talk right. about you and what you send with us good idea I like that Robert all right so I got a couple questions for you guys okay. I don't know if we'll have time to get to both of them but I want to hear them uh, we were just talking about getting outside and getting away for a minute from your current situation you, and that's speaking towards you know immediate issues when you're getting in a disagreement with somebody when you guys are real real high strung I mean like for for a couple weeks or so when something's going on at work somebody's been out for a while or I don't know, and you, you just it builds up to a point where you feel like you're going to burst. What do you do to blow off steam? When I was in high school, I used to go hit the batting cages for an evening. I don't know. It's that's a that's a that's a cool question because sometimes it's just like, hey, I'm going to just go, you know, sit on my back porch and not think about it. I'm yeah. going to take a day or two off. Sure. But a lot of times, you know, because on a daily basis we're dealing with some right, sort of right, right, right. you know something and it's it's very it can be very mind-boggling at times you know but a lot of times it's who you got around you who I you can, got yeah do you have enough people around yeah. you to pick you up i mean there's days and i'll call i'll call heath and i'm like dude you're not gonna believe this you know and you know we, we had a moment this last week mm -hmm. even you know we have them all the time <laughs> yeah and so some people you'll hear them go man i gotta take a break i gotta re-energize my re-energizing i spend more time like on my, I need a vacation from my vacation just from driving back for two days, 13. But the, the thing is, is I think it has a lot to do with who you surround yourself with. And as far as in those situations, if you have somebody like, I'm, you know, I can bounce things off my wife. You know, she's open to listen. You know, work stuff, we talk about it on a daily basis. I think it's more, if you hold it in, all that, you know, no matter what it is, yeah. you can take off for a week. It's not going to do you any good. you yeah. got to have people around you, I think, to communicate with. And so them you got to talk feel. it through somehow. Now, I'm and the your water's about to give me some upper gas, and I don't <laughs> need that on the air. <laughs> I'm 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 one of those people that I get away from everybody. I always say I don't I don't think I like people that much. Mm. <laughs> I always joke okay. about it because yeah. mine is literally stepping away and getting away from everybody for for the night. Maybe oh, okay. getting in my man cave, closing the door, not having my phones with me, just watching some movies or something yeah, like just doing tune mindless out for a while. Yeah. tuning out. Um, but again, it does go back to that. Now, I will tell you another thing that when you're down. But usually, when you tune out, what do you do the next day? You're, oh, you're, I'm, you're, I'm back. You're, yeah, you're back. It's not like a yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're, no, and you're, no, and you're yeah, letting that situation out to somebody. You're yes. letting somebody oh, know. Oh, for that sure. Situation. I'm letting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just talking about that night. Sure, I'm for gonna, sure. That yeah. kind of calms me down. Now, I'll tell you something else to do um, that I think is um, will challenge people. You got to go give to somebody. Oh, wow. Um, when you're down and you don't feel good, the best thing in the world to do is help somebody. The best thing in the world to do is the homeless guy on the street, give him the 
or find somebody to help give something to, you'll feel you'll never feel better than selfishly giving to somebody. Okay, yeah. so I think that um, I want to challenge you all that when you are down and feeling sorry for yourself in some way, mm. do something as little as go buy a, a bottle of water and a Snickers and go give it to somebody homeless on the street or something. Um, help somebody. Go give. Once you do that, it'll help you get out of your funk. I found it, and I'm just just being honest. That's that's something I found to help me get out of my funk. Yeah, a matter of character. And to be clear, you're probably not going out and doing that and then taking a picture and putting it on Facebook. Right. And that's what I was about, exactly Don't what I was about to say. It. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it yeah. for you. All the luck yeah. you hear about these guys having, like you think, if people out there think he's the luckiest guy in the world, it's not that he's lucky. Yeah. It's, it, it's the blessings that are being paid back for the things he's done that nobody on this show or nobody no. listening to this show knows about. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't do it to, for people to know. I, mean, I think, you know, honestly, I do it selfish. It's selfish because selfishly, I feel better for doing it. Sure. Yeah. If I want to be honest. But you're not well, looking. Sure. The only thing, it's a self-fulfillment. It's not a, oh, if I give this dude $20, that means the next guy's going to come up and give me 150 Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And there's no. people out there that fully expect yeah. when they give you something, yeah. right. something in return. Everybody yeah. wants something for nothing. Give, right. give without ever expecting in return. Yeah. What, what else you got, Zach? Uh, well, you know, I only got a couple minutes left. Yeah. You're both married men. Now mm-hmm. you're, you're both fathers now. Mm-hmm. Um how do you know when she's the one? Ooh, it's a tough one. That's a good one. I mean, <laughs> maybe for another show. You, you are, I mean, we may have to go on like a whole different uncensored version of this show That might be, that might be a whole episode. I, uh, I got another question if you want to I save knew, that one. I knew, I, I knew mine was the one yeah. uh, within three months. And I had, I'm the guy who's had several two-year about relationships. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this. My ex-relationships were all very good experiences. Like, my exes and, and, and all that it's never was nasty. So, But I knew mine within three months. And as soon as I met her family, I knew it for sure. And I proposed within seven months. And I'll tell you that I think um, one of the things that hit me whenever I knew it was when I was willing to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. When I was willing to be vulnerable and, and the saying I'm sorry is because I didn't want to lose her. Like I was, I was going to do whatever it took to make sure I didn't lose her. Not like... Doing that whole, well, I'm going to be stubborn. She can be mad about it. She'll get over it. That was somebody who I used to be. So when I was willing to be vulnerable and I knew that that I couldn't see me not being with her and I would do what it took, I just knew that. I, yeah. I'll tell you with my wife, and I'll leave it at this, and if you ever want to have another conversation about this, we can because I have the most <laughs> wonderful wife in the world, and she knows it. Um, it. Probably the second time we hung out together, hmm. it was it was one of those deals. I, I looked up, and I've known her for a couple of years, and I went, she is totally not the person I thought she was in a very great way, and she's a great lady. And it was a process from that point moving forward, but we've, we've been together 11 years now. We'll be married 10 years in September, so it's been great. It's not whether or not you fight or not fight with your spouse, in my opinion. It is can you and are you both willing to have the disagreements and move on from them. So, um, and what's your outlook on life? Where you, where you, what is your real true principle, you know, vision of, yeah. of life too? Because here's the thing is I've had some great, um, I've had some good, like I'm telling you, my exes were all really good people. They're great people. We, I mean, honestly, we'd say hi to date to each other. Sure. Um, Heath Oaks was not ready. Heath Oaks was immature. Yeah. Heath Oaks was somebody that should not have been married at that point. So I wasn't ready. They were so much better than I was there at those points that I was not somebody ready for that. Mm. Um, and so I believe that some people go, well, if right person, the right time. When it's the right person, it's the right time. I met Jenny was the right person, and it was the right time. And mm. it all lined up perfectly. 
So don't force a round peg into a square hole. So hey, and just to kind of lay this out on a laugh, Heath had just won DFW's most eligible bachelor when him and Jenny yes, first got together. That did happen. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah. You're that's such a, a story, funny a story man, for another time. I well, think. Yeah. hey, guys, we appreciate you having – you know what? You can look up Robert on LinkedIn, right? That's it, LinkedIn, buddy. Robert Halbert on LinkedIn. Look me up on Twitter at Heath Oaks. Thanks Instagram for having me. Instagram at Ignorance on Fire. Facebook at Ignorance on Fire. Thanks for coming out, Robert. We appreciate it. Send us some info, secondshotcast at gmail.com. Leave us a rating review. Share it with your friends. We love y'all. Thank y'all. We'll be back next week. Peace. Kick ass this week. Destination for premium talk radio.